The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers. Hi, mystics. Welcome, keepers of the flame. We're so glad you're here joining us today on The Open Door, which is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And today we continue our series called Enlightenment Masterclass with Part 4, which is today, Life is a Divine Opportunity. And uh, I'd like to uh, invite you all to applaud the fact David Dry, Reverend David Dry, our spiritual director, is here with us again to continue his stellar addition to this conversation that we're having with you. Tom, we got to work on your intro there, fella. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to have you. You know, before we um, dive into life as a divine opportunity, let's kind of recap a bit. In part one of our series, we talked about realizing that we lead by example. This is, you know, how we teach others the way very often is by our example. In part two of the series, we were learning how to hear the Holy Spirit without interference or unnecessary noise. And uh, this process, I think, can be neatly wrapped up in Lord Maitreya's three Ds, discrimination, discernment, and determination, which in other words is knowing, understanding, and doing. Uh, in part three, we examined the very real experience of having God's truth, and the teachings of the Ascended Masters reviled that a lot of people are entrenched in their orthodoxy. They don't want to hear about karma, reincarnation, but the accountability that comes with knowing that they're co-creators with God. So today we're going to talk about the opportunity that is presented to us through life. And I throw this question out, what exactly is the divine opportunity and where does it lead? You want to take that one? Tom, you know, you never ask simple questions. I've noticed that on the show. You just go right to the main thing. Well, we <clears throat> jump to content immediately. Yeah, I think I think as we, you know, contemplating this, you know, what's it all about? Why are we here? Uh, how is it that we wound up in the situations we have? Um, it all goes back to the beginning. You know, what what is our purpose? You know, and so we know through the teachings of the ascended masters that God created, you know, the I am presence and the great central sun. That's what was made in the image and likeness of God, and that. The soul descended from the I am presence, went through a series of cycles of time, and we came down into this physical world to master time and space. And part of this is God's, the reality of God expanding more of who he is, expanding his consciousness. And some people, you know, today in very in very orthodox uh, thought and theology often wonder, you know, why would God want to expand his awareness of himself? But I think this is the great love and the great gift and the great wonder of our opportunity. And I think that's the big issue and the big question that each soul has to come to that, you know, realization of. You know, one of the issues that we've discussed numerous times about the concept of hierarchy is that God is continuously transcending himself. That is, this is not a static experience. In fact, that there is a constant evolution, if you will, of this. And that our job down here at, at our level of hierarchy is self-mastery. And we also know, and we've said this many times, that the goal of life is the ascension. So we want to return to our our divine estate, merging with the heart of God. And so life as a divine opportunity is literally an opportunity 24-7 to follow that path, to follow that thread, to make it back home, if you will, 
to where we first began. I think one of the great keys that, that every soul has to come to grips with in trying to understand this principle is recognizing that you too could follow in the footsteps of the great avatars. You too can have this mm-hmm. opportunity. And I think it's part of the part of the challenge of our world today where you know, where there's so much condemnation, so much criticism, so much narrow thinking, you know, like for example, the loss of reincarnation and karma, the loss of many of the key teachings that give us a sense that we actually can return yeah. to God. And I was contemplating you know, um, the simple phrase from, from Jesus, which I'm going to talk about in the Sunday service during our classes, you know, he says, the works that I do, ye shall do also, and greater works than these shall ye do. And he, he set this platform, you know, to help us understand that if we can, we can accept that part of who we are, and you can start, you know, realizing that and magnetizing that to yourself, you can actually achieve what he achieved, which is this, this you know, merger of the soul with the universal Christ. Well, Jesus is the rule, not the exception. And in the beginning was the Word, and we know that the Word is the Christ, the Christ consciousness, the, the oneness with Christ. You know, the the idea that we have this incredible power to create, to sustain that creation, I think is is awesome. And the accountability that comes with that is something that not everybody really wants. That they'd rather not know. So sometimes you threaten the peace of somebody by. Burden by virtue of this new understanding and awareness, but ultimately we have to stand before the karmic board and they're going to ask us, how do we use this opportunity? And we said, well, wait a minute, but I didn't know anything about this Christ Christhood. What is this thing? You know, And they end up coming back as agnostics, right? They get a little bit miffed maybe. And you know, it's out so there. We're trying to save people that pain. <laughs> it, it's out there. It's, it's really has flooded the world now. You know, I mean, these IM teachings have been around for, you know, the better part of last century. And, and uh, we're, you know, my visualization is I, I see it as an ice cube that's coming to the top. And it, it is surfacing. And, and um, if people are having problems with this, it's only because it's Piscean thinking, and, and we're going into the Aquarian age. We're going into this age under the hierarchy of St. Germain, and if you have a problem with that, that's not St. Germain's problem. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I, I think you, you bring up something here about the numbers of people who are attuned to these realities that we're talking about. Now, maybe we're talking about millions, but it's still a small percentage of the total. Of the total. Of you know, the, that yeah. so… When we're speaking to you out there who are listening right now, it's no accident that you're here. And that, you know, we, oftentimes I feel this, I think we all do as a team, feel the gratitude for your participation in this mandala. And bear in mind that you are relatively few. You know, that this is the elect, the select. This is something that you have earned over many lifetimes, many eons probably of searching, seeking, you know, wanting to find the hem of the garment of the teachings. So here you are, here we are, and don't take, you know, this opportunity lightly. So that's why, you know, again, going back to the title of the show, life is it's a divine opportunity. Boy, oh boy, you know, you've got it here. You can embrace this. Do it, take it, grasp it, hold it, run with it. You know, <laughs> well, you it's been use, a long time coming. You can use so many correlations in, in terms <laughs> of life itself, Tom, when you're talking about taking the opportunity and seizing seizing the, the you know, the moment of, of your spiritual yeah. life. I mean, look at the success stories you know, not only in terms of, you know, success, in terms of people's businesses, in terms of people's achievements, but anytime you put your heart and your soul and your mind to something, you can't achieve that. So, if you're going to put the same kind of effort into getting a PhD in a specific, in a specific Great, you, know, um, you know, way of life, why can't you put the same effort into your spiritual life? 
it's it's an amazing thing. And I, I was reading this quote from Helen Keller. You know, Helen Keller mm-hmm. was born deaf and, and, and blind. So all of she had to learn how to communicate without the regular senses that that we would all all uh, know and understand. And for her, the doorway to her reality was her heart and her her her, her sharing of what that meant to be able to feel, to experience, and so forth. So this is kind of the key in this whole journey of understanding of how do you take advantage of your opportunity, how do you clear the debris that keeps you from feeling, how do you open your heart, get into the place where the very things that you know Christ taught and other avatars taught, avatars taught you can follow as well. Well, you have mentioned in past shows, David, that the distance and the difference between success and failure is effort. Right. You know, that you make and sustain effort. It doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to be arduous, but it has to be willful and focused and conscious. It doesn't get, it's, this is not going to happen by accident. But I remember a great line that great performances don't just happen. <laughs> you know, it, it takes practice, it takes courage, it takes constancy, it takes focus. I think one of the things that was, um, you know, an eye-opener for me when I first came came to the teachings and began to do lecturing and teaching and so forth, I learned how hard Mrs. Prophet worked and how hard Mark worked. And, you know, she worked incredibly hard to, to you know, whether it was a, a particular issue of the world scene that she was bringing to our attention, like the ICCC or something like that. She worked incredibly hard. She also, even though she, she practically could, you know, recite the Bible without <laughs> looking at it, she still did a lot of preparation so that when she came to share the things around her heart and the heart of the masters, we were able to actually follow in a way which I had never heard before, never really experienced. And so, what I learned is that the same effort and the same energy she, you know, left as an example for all of us. We really do have to do that. And by and through doing that, I can promise you, it's made the difference between a you know really wonderful a service, you know, and a presentation versus eh, you know so so. And I think you all know what that's like when you feel like you absolutely crashed. You know, and burn. You know, instead of having a really great result for your she, she just she absolutely went like a, I don't know. I mean, you know, I remember the days back in uh, back in California at Camelot, our our facility down there, our land. Uh, if you wanted to talk to her, you had to walk while she was on a mission to go do something else, and you had to walk fast, <laughs> and you had to have your thoughts together because she was on an absolute mission. She was a dynamo. Well, you know, this is an interesting thing we're talking about because the, the teachings on one hand are complex, yeah. many layers of meaning. But on the other hand, we know they're practical, they're simple, they're applicable. And so you've got to find that balance between the simplicity of the message and the complexity of the message and not lose sight of the true meaning. It's easy to dilute, it's easy to compromise, it's easy to take shortcuts maybe, but it, in the end... You don't, you don't get where you want to go by taking shortcuts. Well, and, and the beauty, too, of these teachings is that they, they are simple to begin with. And, and the more you stay with the path, then, then you know, it's like leaves start to open up on mm-hmm. the tree as, as the season progresses. And, and it's, it's absolutely beautiful, you know, because then you're ready for that next leaf to open. You know, most of us need little short uh, sentences to remember. <laughs> yeah. And Master Moria says, you know, little keys unlock the biggest doors. Mm-hmm. And I know you've talked about that in the past. You were here with Yeah, us. the little keys. Yeah. Is, it's incredibly important. St. Germain, Germain says you can make it if you try. T-R-Y, which yeah. is, stands for Theos rules you. You <laughs> know, it's, right. the, it's the God within you, you know, gives you the imp- impetus and the fire. And you're, through your effort, you can draw down the things that you want. And so, a friend of mine gave me a, a very simple a quote which I, I love to share with other people. He says, you know, what you think, what you feel, what you place your attention upon, 
that is what you magnetize to your yeah. world. So if you if you place your attention upon spiritual things, if you read some of the great writings that are out there, the stories of the saints, if you follow, you know, the some of the publications that that we produced, you will find yourself changing as you read yeah. this and study this. It literally actually can affect you down to the molecular level. <laughs> well, and it, and it comes back again to the the power of our minds, the power of the Christ that resides within us, we are, again, literally co-creators with God, and every thought, word, and deed is energized, empowered by God's energy. So, you know, again, it's an awesome accountability to think about where we are every moment being conscious beings on this planet trying to eventually get (laughs) to graduate, to get out of Dodge, as it were. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I can't help but think about the, the love that a parent has for a child is the same as the love that God has for us. I mean, you know, people are willing, parents are willing to give their lives for their children. And it's it's incredible when you see it in its fullest intent. We'll lay down our lives for our brothers. Yeah. Um, well, we're coming up on a break already. It's amazing how fast this goes. Um, when we return, we'll hear the first of two excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet about discovering the teachings of the Ascended Master's and the awesome opportunity these teachings represent to the seeking soul. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are back. Thanks very much for staying with us and being with us. Today on The Open Door, we are in part four of our Enlightenment Masterclass series. And these um, parts are all based on the Corona Class Lessons, which is a series of lectures from Jesus and from Kutumi on all manner of things. So discipleship, uh, oneness with God, purpose for being. I mean, it, it's an amazing manual for really learning what the path of the Ascended Masters truly is and how to follow it. And you can get a copy of that book if you wish. If you go to tsl.org slash masterclass, tsl.org slash masterclass and that'll take you right to the bookstore section where the corona class lessons can be found and if you prefer you can go to amazon or barnes and noble and find it there as well corona class lessons a great manual for spiritual life and living anyway um can anyone follow and learn from the teachings of the masters and of course that's a rhetorical question but it is an important one because no special preparation is required just desire and willingness to learn and let go of old limiting beliefs. So what do we take it from there? Well, limiting beliefs? <laughs> well, I think... We have a few of those, don't we? We were having a conversation during the break here about... Um, Psychology. You know, you really are the sum total of all you've ever been. And oftentimes, you know, in this in this opportunity, this life, final life that we have, you really have to sort those things out. And there's, in my experience, there's no substitute for, for good... A good therapist, you know, psychologist, psychiatrist, because oftentimes, you know, these negatives that we hold against one another, against ourselves, really, are the very things that keep us, keep yeah. us from finding our spirituality, because we beat ourselves down every time, you know, we have, we, we gain something. So, we were just talking about that, that the key really to your spiritual victory, believe it or not, is understanding yourself, really understanding yourself in a very deep, profound way. And, and it's virtually impossible to do that without, you know, having someone to help you, you know, walk through that, that uh, labyrinth that you've created. Well, and we can't be too proud to uncover our limits. You know, I think one of the things that, in fact, I think you may have said this in the break, David, was that some people feel that it's saying something about them that's bad or wrong. And it's not at all. I mean, these are limiting beliefs that we may have brought from a lifetime past or many lifetimes, you know, momentum, perhaps, of something that if we don't get underneath it, we continue to be victims of it. We want to be victors, not victims. And the masters and the messengers emphasize this over and over and over again. You know, Jesus and Kathumi as well. Over and over again, you've got to understand your psychology. You've got to find a way to heal your aloneness, heal your soul before you can really achieve your victory on the spiritual path. Marilyn Barrick, uh, what, she put out three books or four books? Uh, Five or six anyway. Yeah, she was on staff and she was a psychologist, a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's another good uh, reference point for people that want to. Her books are very helpful. helpful. You know, I think you can go to the bookstore and probably input Barrick. B-A-R-R-I-C-K. Yeah, and I think you'll probably find the books that she's done. Well, let's get back a moment here to the excerpt we're about to hear. This is something that refers to the fact that when you accept life as a divine opportunity, you realize you have a certain power to direct, focus, and control to some extent life forces, life energies. So Mrs. Prophet is going to delve into that a bit more here and also talk about the fact that anybody who wants to learn these precepts, these concepts, can do so desire and a willingness to learn, willingness to be humble in the face of 
new ideas, new concepts, and expanded awareness. So without any further ado, here is excerpt number one. The point is the doors are wide open. Anyone may come in here, anyone may sit here with any motive. We have people coming from all nations, have never heard of them, don't know their background. Half of the people applying to next quarter are from abroad. Some of them have recommendations from group leaders, but then they don't know them either, do they? In fact, anybody on the face of this planet who decides to come here right now can come here, which is wonderful. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it's just marvelous that God is saying it doesn't matter where you came from, what the dregs of your past is, what your education, what your crime, what your involvement, you can come to the altar of the Ascended Masters, learn the teaching, apply it, and be saved. Now to me that's the fulfillment of, of all avatars that have ever lived, that what was taught in the retreats formally is being taught here and there are no bars. So, I'm happy for you to understand discipleship because you will have your centers, you will be where you will be on earth, and you will have to make decisions ultimately that protect the community, the teaching, the disciples, and yourself, and yet give the most room and the most wonderful open highway to anyone coming in to receive what you have to give. And you'll find yourself in many circumstances. So would you like to hear from Kathumi? On discipleship, the life principle, unity between divine and human will, the control of natural forces. To sons of God, I extend the cup of God identity. Beloved Jesus has so significantly conveyed our joint thoughts to you concerning human ideas about life. We strongly advise shunning the idea that life is formidable or austere and advocate replacing it with the right idea that it is a marvelous divine opportunity. Blessed ones, life is full of perfect hope, glorious love, and an ultimate destiny which transcends all mortal dreams. It is essential that the true disciple master the means of transmuting whatever outer condition seeks to corrupt the life principle. The life principle. It must be a permanent idea for each one that life is a manifestation of God. Now the Son of God is expected to be like the Father and assert control over the natural elements of the earth. These blessed elements have no right or means to govern themselves and hence respond to varying stimuli, both human and divine. Because of humanly imposed discord, the elements do not always obey the lords of their respective realms, earth, air, fire, and water, and thus natural cataclysms result in human suffering. This is unnecessary, and for that reason, beloved Nada Chohan of the Sixth Ray advocates in the name of divine love and devotion that every sincere disciple will ponder the example of beloved Jesus' control of the elements and their obedience to him. 
Each chila can himself learn to direct natural forces as greater and more significant spiritual achievement becomes a fait accompli. It's a very interesting thing to me, but when I see elementals agitated by the anger of the nations, the anger that the earth is experiencing now, I know that they must be commanded in the name of their hierarchs to throw off the discord and obey the will of God to temper the storm, to hold the balance. If you can imagine elemental life having nothing standing between them and the malintent of the earth, the intentions of war, mass accumulations of hatred and prejudice, strong feelings which people engender for and this and for that, hatred, the murder, the rape we see. All this comes upon elementals. Now you've had experiences, no doubt, when you have felt a direct riptide upon you of someone's hatred. Sometimes your body begins to shake. You cannot quite speak properly. Your voice is trembling. You may become uh, pale and faint. Your blood pressure may drop. You may go into a cold sweat. You may lose your orientation, make a wrong decision. And this may be solely because of energy of some kind. Well, elementals are faced with this continually if you look at the whole planetary evolutions. So the key to the control of natural forces is in Aramis and Diana, Aries and Thor, Neptune and Luara, Virgo and Pallur. They are the hierarchs. And the elementals, of course, are not ascended. They're unascended. They have yet to earn a threefold flame and their immortality. And their doing so depends on the sons of God of Earth arriving at their own point of the resurrection. So elementals, like us, are subject to forces. They become influenced in mass, and they outpicture, and then tend to dissipate by their outpicturing in the elements of the hatred itself, which is why there is transmutation in cataclysm and in climate weather. So discipleship very much involves the control of elemental life, because elemental life are our servants. They are created to be the servants of man. And I have seen that to send peace to the elementals, as Jesus did, peace, be still. To send them peace gives them the confidence. It gives them your threefold flame that holds the balance for their agitation that they're under. To hear the voice of the Son of God into the storm, into the fire, into the situation is comforting. It helps them to repolarize and regain a certain balance. And when you issue the commands, they don't have to think what to do. It's hard to think when you're being tumbled in a tumbler or a vortex of energy of a human tornado, a tornado of human hatred that becomes a tornado in nature. And you know when you're under extreme stress, you're very happy to have someone tell you what to do in an emergency situation, which is why we have fire drills ahead of time and we learn safety ahead of time because under the, the stress of it, we have to know one, two, three already ahead of time how to meet a crisis. And it's true with elementals. When you see them out of hand, it means they need a son of God and a heart flame to become 
the center of a vortex of their realignment with obedience and with the light that can transmute what is happening. Indeed, so when we speak of life as a manifestation of God, we begin to understand that this comes with the power to direct and control aspects of life, such as the elementals, as we've just heard. Now, when we come back, we're going to dive even deeper into the reality of embracing the power of God and being good stewards of this power. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are back. Thanks very much for staying with us. We're talking today about um, the, the the fact that we have a lot of power. The, the, the title of the show today was that life is a divine opportunity. And in so embracing the opportunity, we realize that we have the power of God at our disposal. Now, this is not something we use willy-nilly. You've got to be very careful, circumspect. We've got to do this with the honor flame and you know all the, all the positive aspects of this so that we don't create bad karma. But what are some of the ramifications, if you will, of having this power to control, say, elemental life? 
Well, we talked about this at the break a little bit. The ramifications could be, um, you know, quite remarkable. I think we learned in the study of, of Mark Prophet and his life, you know, his ability to control elemental life. You know, he, he asked for the storm to quiet. There's many, many witnesses of whether it was a hurricane or a tornado, snowstorm. <laughs> Mark, had, Mark had an amazing uh, ability to control elemental life. And I think one of the things that is important for all of you out there that are listening this is not something that just comes to you where after you've been studying the path of the teaching, say, for example, you know, three, four, five years, all of a sudden, you know, you'll be able to slow down the rapids or reverse the, the squall of rain. I, I don't think that's the point. The point is, is that when you find this peace within your soul, okay, the goal is this peace commanding presence within your soul. There's a wonderful scripture that says, out of, out of thy belly will flow rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. And that is the understanding of the flow of peace. And that's what the elementals respond to. And it's it's the solar, it relates to the solar plexus chakra. So that's the that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, you know, I'd like to share just a brief anecdote on this very subject, and this may seem somewhat minor, um, but nonetheless, uh, anybody who's lived in, for any length of time in the Northwest, up here where we are in Montana, is familiar with the aggressive behavior of the mountain bluebird. The mountain bluebird is very beautiful. Very stunning, actually. Very beautiful blue. But when they see their reflection in a window, a car window, or a house window, they attack it. It's a rival. They want to get rid of it. And they'll do it all day long. <laughs> and, of course, while they're doing that, they're leaving little residual you know, aspects of their themselves on your paint and you know, elsewhere. So they make a pretty big a mess. I call to the elementals in the name of the Christ to kindly escort this bluebird away from our home so that he would cease expressing this aggressive behavior. And it was amazing that I saw him come back once, I made another call, and he was gone. Now, we've suffered through this for about four years now. We have the same family of bluebirds coming back every year. And then, you know, I didn't want to do anything drastic, but I was getting pretty tired of it. So I made the call to the elementals, and he's gone. Wow. I just, you know. well, it's, ama- it's amazing. Yeah, I think, the, I think the point we're making here is that <laughs> You know, it, it's worth saying your prayers to elemental life. It's worth having that experience. Look at the life of St. Francis. You know, my favorite thing would be to sit in a circle with, you know, bluebirds all over the place, not because I have, or, or birds all over the place, not because I have a bunch of seed, but just because I'm in a peaceful place and the birds just want to come park and hang out. And, yeah. you know, that, that to have an animal not be afraid to come up to you and to, to you know, feel the peace within your soul. That is, I think that is an amazing thing. I agree. Well, let's hear a bit more of that lecture right now. We've got another lecture to play for you. Here it is. What I want you to realize is if you have fear of weather and cataclysm, you need to get familiar and involved with elementals in an interchange where you understand yourself as the son of God and is able to teach them teach them how to decree, teach them to give the violet flame. I have done this myself, called elementals, had them sit down, teach them the heart and hand decrees and so forth as little children. It's important to have a running relationship with elemental life, to have a momentum on calls to the four hierarchs of the elements so that you aren't walking around feeling as though sometime, somewhere you could become the victim of nature the victim of a mishap, the victim of some type of uh, cataclysm itself. So it's good to prepare. So Kafumi says, each chila can himself learn to direct natural forces as greater and more significant spiritual achievement becomes a fait accompli. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever heard any of the weather stories of Mark Prophet, but Mark Prophet was an adept in the control of elemental life. And I witnessed this early in my chilaship with great wonder. I, I remember many occasions, in fact, one time in Oklahoma City, where there were people who were uh, unconvinced of God, the law, the teaching, and so forth. And uh, it was like they were saying to him, well, if you're so good, go ahead and make it rain. And he put out his hand, and a torrent of rain came down out of nowhere. And uh, they were much consternated. And uh, after the initial shock and the rain kept coming, they kind of reasoned it away and said, oh, well, it would have rained anyway. Now, that's no proof. You know, if, if, uh, if you're really a messenger, go ahead and make a stop. <laughs> so he put out his hand again, and it, it, it stopped on a dime. It's like the rain that was midair went back up. It was so instantaneous. And all you could hear was a few drops off the roof. And the same thing happened again. They saw it with their own eyes. But within 10 minutes, they were rationalizing, well, it would have stopped anyway. So they said, now, if you're really a messenger, make it, make it start again. And, and so he started the rain again, and uh, that was the end of that. Now, subsequently, some of those people who witnessed that left the activity because of some criticism or something they were displeased with. And uh, I was never able to understand how people could see, feel, hear, taste, smell, totally be involved in the miracles of God and the masters and their dictations, and yet walk away from it. And Mark explained to me what Jesus and Paul taught. Miracles are for believers. And this is why the Great White Brotherhood does not perform miracles, does not do demonstrations, does not engage in exceptions to the natural law of your own spirituality in order to justify itself, its existence, or the messengers, or your own. And so, unlike a psychic situation or spiritualism, you see that the miracle itself is total transformation the total new birth of the individual who applies himself and is reborn. And that is the greatest miracle of all. So it's very interesting to me that in this pearl, the Brotherhood would bring up the control of natural forces because it has to do with your own mastery of your four lower bodies, the elements of fire, air, water, and earth, and the land itself, and all of our endeavors at the inner retreat. And it is a very basic formula of discipleship because our mastery of this forms the base of our pyramid of life. On another occasion, a number of years later, we were subject to a very bad hailstorm in the middle of summer in Colorado Springs, which happens there now and then. And when they get very bad, they poke holes in all the trees and ruin the crops and even damage vehicles. So one of these hailstorms was coming down on the tower where I was working. And Mark came up to the tower. And I saw the power and the authority of his office in commanding the elementals to be at peace and to stop the hail. And he spoke to them as you would imagine a high priest of Atlantis would speak to, you know, 10,000 elementals lined up. 
He spoke to them with the authority and the momentum and the experience of an individual who I knew had an ancient antiquity all the way down through his life stream had this power. It wasn't a Johnny-come-lately power. It was a deep, deep power. And this hailstorm was a furious hailstorm. It was all over the state. It was all over. Hail was everywhere. Little white marbles of hail. And he raised his hand and he spoke not more than six words. And it instantaneously stopped. There was not another drop of hail. It was over with and finished. You know, when the apostles returned from having gone two by two, and they said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us in thy name. And he said, yes, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And he said, nevertheless, rejoice not in this, but that your names are written in heaven. I want you to know that my respect for and profound love for Mark Prophet in the moment of witnessing many, many astounding miracles of his office does not derive from the fact that I am absorbed in the miracle itself. Like, command these stones be made bread. But what is impressive is to feel and watch and experience the release of a power that comes from deep within the individual who is a God-man and that goes beyond the individual and is God. To watch God operate through the individual, to be witness of that, this to me is the rarity of the encounter with the messenger and the encounter with a guru, Mark, and through him to know El Moria. I would know El Moria as surely as I would know Mark's footsteps down the hall. I would know Moria was walking in the house. It was the presence and the fire of the mantle. And for this I'm humbly grateful. And I'm grateful at having had the opportunities in many previous embodiments of knowing, for instance, St. Francis, who writes this pearl, or St. Germain in his various embodiments, or Jesus or Gautama, to be a witness to these happenings of Yahweh, the I am that I am, revealing himself in the action of embodied people that are chosen. Wow. <laughs> so much there. Well, let me ask you a question as we go to break. Are you ready to be consciously and fully divine? We'll be back in a moment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we're back, and thanks for staying with us. I'm here today. I'm Tom, that's Terry, and that's David over there. And <laughs> We are happily sharing what we know about the path of the Ascended Masters, and particularly this topic today of life is a divine opportunity. And uh, as David said during the break, no man knows the measure of himself. Meaning, I think in, in large part, you don't know when your time's up. You don't know how long this opportunity may last. So while you have it, take advantage of it. Don't don't waste it. It's here for a reason. There's no accident. So, you know, one of maybe wrapping up this whole topic would be to talk about, again, the ramifications of being consciously divine, taking fully the opportunity to embrace your godhood, your co-creatorship with God, and use it. It doesn't have to be a magnificent, grand thing. It can be very humble, very quiet. You can be a servant leader. You can be a steward. You can be a shepherd. Whatever whatever you're prompted to do, but just be aware that you have this incredible potential within you. I think when we heard with the, heard the clip that we just played, you know, about Mark's attainment and the kinds of things that he can do, I yeah. think it's important to put this whole teaching in concept. You know, this is not a measure of your spiritual attainment, whether you can roll back the, you know, the waves or, <laughs> you know, stop the hail or the rain. It's not a measure of your attainment. What really is a reflection of your attainment is what you've done within your heart. And there are great stories about the saints, the miracles that they performed. And there's a fascinating quote. I, I wrote this down. You know, miracles... For those who believe no explanation is necessary, for those who do not, no explanation is possible. <laughs> and I think it's a it's a point of of perception from your soul as to recognizing the fact that God in you, the God that's within you, the part of you that's divine that was made in his image, has all of the ability to perform great miracles. And they're, they're miracles because people who don't have that desire, don't have that internalization, you know, aren't interested in doing that. Remember the story how she's talking about, the guys kept tempting Mark to right. stop the rain, start the rain, stop the rain. But that, yeah. that's not really where it's reflected. And so when we talk about opportunity, we realize that in this cycle of time, in this cycle of, of, of life, this is a great opportunity for you to pick up this path. And we know the masters come They'll give you three opportunities, you know, to, to make the decision to follow knock, the path. Knock, knock. And so hopefully, you know, you'll respond either the first or the second or the third. And, and we've, we've talked about that. But the main thing is now what are you going to do? What are you going to do to look at your life, see what you need to improve, change the things that are a burden to you, apply the spoken word and do all these things so you can clear away the debris that kept you from seeing the reality of indeed, who you are. Indeed. And, you know, momentum it's like a garden. It needs to be tended. Momentum needs to be sustained to be nurtured. And if we let it go, if we make the mistake of assuming that we've got it no matter what, it's easy to be lost. And I know we've spoken of this before too. We might want to go into this a bit right now. Is that it's 
always kind of uh, surprising when people who are given the full benefit of this feast, yet they walk away from it. Now, that's their divine right. I mean, they have free will. They can do that. But you wonder, what is it that would compel somebody to look this gift in the face and say, no, thank you? Well, we know the masters came back and, and gave us a dispensation to ascend with only 51% of our karma balance because mm-hmm. in the old dispensation, you had to balance 100%. And I think what it shows you is that that dweller on the threshold, the not-self, the things that you know are, are not whole within you, when you pick, take up the path, decide you're going to follow in the footsteps of, of the avatars, you have to face all of those things. And oftentimes, you know, as you the higher, higher you go on this path, the more you assimilate the path, the more you become teaching and become the light you have greater opposition and sometimes people fall under the weight of those one key issues that led them originally you know from their divine origin and that's that's what happens and it's i think it's a shock you know to all of us that that have known of these situations in the past Um, but it can happen you know that's why grace mercy and perseverance come in big time well, and, it, and it's so easy to get off, to take an exit off the freeway once you have this, like you say, this feast. But to be able to get back on the freeway, oh my gosh. So it can be tough to reverse that momentum. It can be well, really, really a hard. A great analogy is, and we were talking about this earlier, Tom, about it, it's about addiction. You know, and you realize mm-hmm. that when people are dealing with addiction, how difficult it is, you know, to, to really get on top of that. And so following a wrong path, it's, it, it goes back to this momentum. The momentum of your energy is going into wrong, wrong thought forms, wrong ideas. So you have to swing that momentum the other way where you gain a momentum that overcomes the negative momentums that you've had. And I think that's, that's the thing that, you know, this whole concept, he that endureth to the end will I grant him the kingdom of heaven. That's really that understanding of, you keep after this, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter what you're faced with, whether it's a trial by fire, whether it's a crucifixion, whatever initiations you're going through, if you stand strong in your faith, continue to give your devotions each day, never give up, that's when the great keys of life are given to you. You know, I agree with that. And I think that if we can sustain a sense of gratitude and grace and harmony in the process, we realize that this is a path of joy. And it sounds difficult sometimes. We you know, we talked about this process. It, it sounds almost onerous. It's really not because consider the alternative. You know, you are heading toward the light. You have every right to be there on that path. This is your divine birthright, your heritage. And you can have others say, yeah, I want some of what he has. <laughs> Just because we lead by example. Going back to one of our earlier parts of this particular series, that, you know, when we get down to it, the opportunity we have is something that is not just given to us willy-nilly. We've earned it. We have the option by free will to accept it, embrace it, and to carry it with us. But once we do, do your best in joy and harmony to not let it go. Yes, and the masters want us not to take this path too seriously on one <laughs> hand, but then you do have to take it seriously on another. So I, I think you're I think you're right. Joy is the motor of life and, and, and not being so hard on yourself and forgiving yourself is key. Well, you know, coming up next week, I'm just going to teach the next segment because this is kind of falling in order. We're talking uh, next week about regaining our lost God power. And part of this opportunity is to return. This is not something new to us. It's not something we're not familiar with. In our soul, we know we were created in perfection in the, in the very beginning. That we, we left that, as you said, Dave, at the beginning of the show. We descended into density. And now we are, have we've turned around the conversion. We're coming back home. So we talk about this lost power that we had. We all have it. We all have it. We can regain it. And as our journey continues on the way back to God's heart, 
we have not only these opportunities, but we have the glory to look forward to of our ascension. You know, the keys, Tom, are in the teachings of the Ascended Masters yeah. and the Messengers. And the Messengers came to reignite the fire in the hearts of the light bearers. This is Jesus, you know, charged to them. And it's it's one of the most profound things to witness, you know, people who have been on the path for 20, 30, 40 years as they're getting into their golden time of their life and their and their service, how the path has changed them profoundly. You know, we have many, many of our longtime uh, members and people that have been part of the organization have passed away in these last two or three years. And it's been amazing, amazing witness and a testimony to how they've applied mm-hmm. the teaching to their life, what they've given back how they faced enormously difficult situations and came out, you know, as a, as a rose garden in full bloom. Yeah, Yeah, I think of a dear friend of ours that just passed recently and he was a doctor and, oh my gosh, I just know that his soul just took off like a rocket because because he's in his wake. Yeah. You just look at the things that he accomplished in his life. Yeah. It's just amazing. You say that the measure of a man's life is the number of friends that he has. His wealth is measured by the number of friends that he has. And, you know, this friend that Terry's talking about was, was one such example. Standing room only. Standing room only at yeah, the, the memorial service, yeah. Well, it's, you know, um, it is really a joy to be discussing and sharing the teachings of the Ascended Masters and all the ways in which these teachings can be incorporated into our lives in ways big and small. It doesn't have to be a grand vision. It can be just a very humble service. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I, that's a cliche that I wish I would stop using. <laughs> Hit me the next time I do it, I can't hear it. <laughs> but, you know, when we get to the point of realizing what we have done and what we've accomplished, it, it is not necessarily in magnitude. The quality can be in simple acts of, again, gratitude, harmony, goodwill, grace, joy. And when we do that, we accelerate our, our, our soul's journey back and we talked about this earlier, I want to make this point now before we go home today, is that this is a process that has no end, that we continue to ascend, we continue to expand our consciousness, we continue to grow and transcend ourselves. And it's a great thing that we just continue to grow more and more and more into awareness and oneness with God. They say take advantage while you're here in the physical octave because it's often more difficult on the other, you know, in the etheric realm. So that's our opportunity. Work while you have the light. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point to be reminded of because I think that it's easier to balance karma here on earth than it is from the ascended realm. where you made it, right here. It can be done, (laughs) but it's here where you have contact with the people who are part of that mandala of your karma. Yeah. So maybe it's a little harder to reach them from up there. That doesn't. But, you know, we don't stop going there. <laughs> but, you know, I want to encourage people. I know that I always say this, and I'm just, uh, we're coming up on the end here, but we got the most beautiful, beautiful email from down under. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, uh, it just makes my heart sore when I see these. Anyway, we... S-O-A-R. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so contact us. We're at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. And tell us about your victories. Tell us if you have any problems and anything that we can help you solve. Yeah, and I want to remind everybody that, again, we're using the Corona class lessons as a source material for this whole series. It's really a great book. It's worth having. It's a, it's a manual for living the spiritual life. It covers a lot of ground. You'll love it. And everybody that I've been talking about it to who read it 20 years ago can't wait to read it again. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that it's just, it, it's a gift that keeps on giving. So anyway, thank you, David, for being part of this today. Thanks, guys. Thank for all You're of you welcome. out there listening. I mean, again, it's it's for you that this mandala even exists. Thank you so much for being part of this energetic field. 
And though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out of this this world. world. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Next week. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.